Welcome to Pod Sham God with Amo and Brandon. I am Brandon. What up, what up? Just want to welcome you to the inaugural podcast. I am Brandon. That's Amo. I'm Amo, and we're here to kick it off for you. No Some time to pump flavors. fake. It's crunch time. No time to pump fake. Man, welcome to the the show. It's good to see you, man. It's been a while. It's good to see you too, man. Most it's, definitely. Uh, definitely an honor and a pleasure to be doing this pod with you. Absolutely. We look forward to just kind of getting into a little bit of, you know, a little bit of sports, a little bit of culture. But just generally just kind of kicking it, you know, having a good time. Yeah, just getting the vibes right and just enjoying ourselves. Hopefully you enjoy ourselves too. Yeah, so stick with us. You know, we <laughs> love having you. You know, it'll be a work in progress as we, uh, you know, figure out our angles and these takes and uh, what's going on. Yeah, but we got some good ideas coming for your way. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll get some interviews going here too. Rep Madison a little Absolutely, bit. Absolutely, yeah. As many people as we can get from the local scene, we'll have them on here for sure. Yeah. So uh, let's just start this off the right way. Uh, Brandon, what's going on with you? What's going on with me? Let's see. I got pulled over last night for uh, not stopping at a uh, blinking red light Tell on me Sun Prairie. It. So I was going the to see SP, this. He, my yeah, hood, my you hood. know, out in your your neck of the woods. What, there. Uh, you know what you were by? Uh, I know exactly where I was by. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to see us. a movie at the uh, Palace out there. Cool. I was seeing uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, which is a uh, multiverse uh, kind of psychedelic action adventure movie. Mm-hmm. Hitting all my buttons right there. Which uh, really took me out of my own element. You know, it was a beautiful movie and it kind of threw me into a weird headspace, which is, uh, I think, the aim that the directors uh, were going for with it. So did you get pulled over before or after the movie? After. Okay, so that explains it a little bit. Yeah, that's part of it. But uh, so, you know, like when you're leaving that little area, like that whole area is all basically one big parking lot. Yep. But they're technically roads, apparently. And uh, I was just driving and they had four blinking reds. Okay. Which obviously you're supposed to stop for that. But literally, it's a parking lot. You know, like, you know, when I was leaving, there's like people walking. I stop, you know, we're being all very cautious of any pedestrians and anything sure. like that. And then I get down, you know, a couple of roads, there's nobody around at all, you know, and there's like four blinking reds. I'm like, oh, one of these should be yellow, is what I was thinking in my <laughs> mind. And I just cruise through it. And then, like, whoop, whoop. That's Man. the sound of the police. He set you up. He set you up with those lights. Yep. And so, you know, he like pulls me over. He's just like, so, you know, why you uh, got stopped? And I was like, no. He's just like, well, you didn't stop at the blinking red. And I was like, ah. And he's like, he's like, you knew? And I was just like, well, he's like, yeah, it's kind of like a parking lot, isn't it? He's like, no, this is a road. He's like, this is a, this is a Sun Prairie road. He's like, you know, license, registration, all that. I'm like, all right, here you go. So he comes back, gives me the citation, you know, whatever. Not, not a huge ticket, you know. I don't know. I might go to the Sun Prairie courtroom and try to stake my, you know, claim on this one. But oh, uh, dude, you'll at least get like some some points reduced, some yeah, some money off. Absolutely. Uh, just to play devil's advocate a little what, bit. What do you got? You. What do you got? I mean, so stoplights. Yep. Like uh, it's not. The city is going to be involved with the with the putting up of the stoplights, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so like it's got to be a road, right? It's a road. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. But that, I mean, that uh, whole little complex is like one big parking lot. I see what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Like all the and way honestly, from like the Palace Theater all the way over to the Woodman's and all the hundreds of weird little things they have in between. It's all one big parking lot, technically. I took a business law class once. Um and the only thing that I remember from that class is, you know, when you had those stop signs mm-hmm. on like a business, like, you know, how Target will have those stop signs. Oh, for sure. Or like an airport will have those stop signs. Yep. I don't think those are legal stop signs. 
<laughs> they just put them up, like you know. I I I don't think they. It's the business that puts them yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. This is obviously the city, and I and I I asked him. I was like, "So are you guys uh catching a lot of people?" And he's just like, "Oh yeah." He's like, he's like, this. Is, he's like, he basically just said like, "This is a racket," like yeah. more or less. And the guy was fine. It was it was cool. We joked around a little bit. You know, I got you know whatever. He was as nice as nice as could be, but you know, he definitely was just like, "Yeah, I've been hanging out here every night, just giving people tickets." For this exact same reason, because it doesn't seem like you need to stop, but it was classic. Yeah, I gotta say, like you know, you come out of like a weird multiverse uh, movie <laughs> that's supposed to like you know smash your uh, consciousness, and then sure. you get placed right back into reality really quick, and you're like, oh yeah, maybe a multiverse, but I'm definitely in this one right now, getting pulled <laughs> over. <laughs> so yeah, you know, it was a good, it was a good night though. Beautiful movie, and. Uh, might have to go out to the courtroom in Sun Prairie and uh, stake my claim and get a couple points knocked down. But Do you think this is the only multiverse with the flashing reds? I mean, you know, honestly, like how many times do you see flashing reds on all four sides? Usually you see two yellows and two reds, you know? And like as I was going through them, I thought in my head, I was like, some of these, two of these should be yellows. They shouldn't be right, reds. I right. mean, like, they shouldn't all be red. And there was nobody out there. You know, like once you got out of like the, the main part of it, it was sure. just like there's the middle of nowhere. You know, <laughs> you're in like desolate parking lot, basically, which is apparently a road <laughs> in Sun Prairie. <laughs> so, yeah, I got up to, you know, a little bit of fun with that last night. And then like, of course, when you're like driving back, like when you get a ticket, you're just like, like so cautious. And then I'm like rolling down East Washington. I see like three cops. And I'm all like, ah, <laughs> you know, like stay in the right <laughs> lane. I'm going three under. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's what I've been up to. Uh, what you been up to? Ah, uh, man, just kind of taking it uh, one day at a time. That's how we're all taking it. Yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess. You know, I'm supposed to be looking forward to, you know, kind of getting back in the groove. Everything's kind of opening up again. Been out, seen some concerts. That's true. Seen some shows. Went down to the comedy club with you. Yeah, absolutely. Went to opening day, uh, see the Brewers. Fantastic. Yeah, all good stuff. But, you know, at the end of the day, you're also balancing, you know, the good and the bad. I had a really good friend of mine pass away. That's true. What's your friend's name? Terry. Terry? Yeah, I don't know. You met my buddy T? Yeah, I did meet your buddy T, yeah. I feel like you guys had had to cross paths. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. dang. I didn't know that was your friend that passed away. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. T is just like a great guy, great guy, just going through some health problems. How old was he? Uh, 34. Five. He just turned 35. He just turned 35. Yeah, okay. So like Rest in peace, age, T. Yeah. R.I.P. T. R.I.P. T. No, he's, uh, he's still here with us all. Um, definitely a huge inspiration for me. Just a great guy. What kind of cat was T? Like, what was he, uh, what was he into? Oh, uh, you know, just all sorts of stuff. But I just remember, like, every Tuesday and Thursday, you know, he'd come over. Watch the old basketball clips with me. Okay. Talk about Hakeem Olajuwon with oh, me. Oh, man. You know, he knows. The dream. Okay. He'll, no, he'll talk about sports and music with me. He'll be talking about life with me. You know, it's funny. The first time that I ever met T, mm-hmm. uh, I just met him randomly at a, at a house party, right? Okay. Wasn't even supposed to be at that house party. Um, they're just raging and we just happened to be there. Okay. You know, our, cross, our paths cross, you know, at three in the morning. Mm. Uh, we're just passing down a house and they say, Hey, come in and party with us. Doesn't even charge you for a cup. Just fill a beer, chug it and fill it back up. Nice. That was like an order. That was a direct. It was a late night party, huh? It was a late night party. Oh and, God. You know, Classic. Everyone, yeah. Everyone's just, just raging, having a good time. And you know, me and my buddies, we show up and 
uh, one thing leads to another. All of a sudden, you know, I'm kicking it with T. I don't even know T, uh, but we're just kicking it. And uh, yeah, he just pulls me over one day. He's like, hey, uh, at the party, he's like, you smoke weed? <laughs> uh, you talking my language a now, A little buddy? bit, yeah, maybe. Let's, yeah. Uh, let's spark one up. So, you know, we go, into, uh, we go into his room and he packs one up and... You guys Literally, just hit it off from there. Right before he hands you that bowl, he, I'll never forget this. He goes, wait. What do you say? He gets all serious. What do you say? And he goes, are you Muslim? Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, 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 but like the whole time we're vibing. Was you know, he so, Muslim? No, no. He's super Christian. Oh, okay, okay. I, I didn't know that though at the time. Yeah. You know, I'm just vibing with the dude. But like, you know, we're vibing and I can always tell like. I mean, you're talking what? to Akeem Olajuwon. You got Ramadan, exactly, you know, exactly, I mean, Akeem the exactly. Dream. But you can always tell, like, what a person is. Like, are they malicious or are they curious? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I think, and, yeah. and with T, it was always, like, you can tell, like, he was coming, a genuine person. Coming from a place of curiosity and yeah, interest. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's literally taking me here to smoke this bowl with him. But, mm-hmm. like, it's just, like, a question. And like, okay, whatever. And I'm just like, yeah, you know what? My family is from India. We're not... Uh, you know, my family's Hindu. I'm just not even religious, man. Like, I'm sorry. I just don't even play that game. Yeah. And he's telling me he's, like, super religious, you know, and super Christian. He's man, like, you're calling we, it a game? No. <laughs> opposite of that, man. We're talking, like, literally three hours about, like, religion and life. Yeah. Just deepest conversation. The first time like, you guys met, you got into the it. The very first time. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. The very first time. And That's a beautiful bonding experience when you can man. like really get into it with somebody, you know, smoke a little bit of pot and just get into it, get man. into the stories. Man. Yeah. You know, and then I see him, uh, you know, just randomly. I don't see him for three years and just randomly wow. after that. Yeah. Okay. He's, uh, you know, he grew up with uh, with uh, Pat and Hunter okay. on Lake Mills. So I'm hanging oh. out with them now. He's a Lake Mills millionaire. And he All right. He back in my life like that. Dang. And I'm just like, whoa, it's... It's just meant to be, you know, some, some things are just meant to be, you know, that's the crazy thing about life. Like what is like, like fate, like is fate real? Like sometimes I think of like, you know, like I, when I think of like tea, I think like, man, like this is a, this has to be a simulation even like, really? like how, how does this come to this point? Cause like, man, after we start kicking it, he, he's like the reason that I own a house. Like he he was, inspired you and taught you some not things. Not even just inspired. Like, literally, like, he had, uh, like, a, his own company as a general contractor. The house that I bought, like, before I bought it. Was he the guy that was doing work on your house? Yes. Oh, of course. Yeah. Okay. I know. Yeah. T- yeah. Damn. He's the guy that died. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. He did such a good job on your basement. Yeah, dude. And just everything that he did to that place was, yeah. Dude. yeah. And before, so and like, he had ideas too, you know. Yeah. Like I think he was like an ideas guy. He's like he, definitely an ideas guy. Yeah. that's why I love him, man. He's just like, wow, dude. So oh, that makes yeah. me sad to hear it. Yeah, Damn. yeah, it's no, it's no joke. But like, yeah, before I even got that house, before I even owned the house, the uh, T's just bullshitting with the realtor. Somehow. I get the key to the house okay. before I even own it. Yeah, so you get to go in there, scope it out. Knock down a wall. Oh, dang. There was like a potential issue with a wall yeah. costing me the ability to close on this house. Just because of the inspection? or To pass the inspection, we needed to knock it down. Okay. I remember you telling me you went in there with the sledgehammer and got Dude, to Dude, like I didn't even own stuff. the house. Yeah. <laughs> and he's bullshitting this lady to make it happen. That's awesome. Dude. And to watch him grow to be a father, to be just like... Man, like his, 
his relationship with people is, is special. Like he'll always put everyone before himself. Um, you know, he has his son uh, with special needs that he just really busts his ass to take care of. And, oh, wow. Man, just never asked anything for anyone. So it's just a real tragedy here. Uh, it's always going to hurt. Shout out to T. R.I.P. to T. R.I.P. to T, man. Wow. If you don't mind me asking what had happened, uh, was it, you said it was some kind of health issue? Yes. Uh, I think it was like a stroke at a really young age. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've lost a couple of friends to similar things. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. It can happen. You know, people don't expect it, but you know, anything can happen to anybody at any anything time. Anything can happen at any time. That's yeah. the crazy thing. Like, yeah, absolutely. You know, just as quick as you was putting in my life, he was taken away. R.I.P. to T. to know the guy, you know? Well, I'm happy to uh, commemorate him on this inaugural podcast uh, with you, and it's good to talk about it. Man. Yeah, Jeez. no, it's, it's definitely that been... That type of loss is heavy, man. <sighs> yeah, it's 35 years, man. Death never really touched me. To, so to see it happen, it's always something to, you know, something to adjust to, for sure. Man. I don't know how to transition off of that topic. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard one to get no, back into no, it, but like, I mean, I, you know, it's just, it's life. The duality of life is just that, you mm-hmm. know, like you have to take the good with the bad. You have to like, you know, otherwise the good doesn't mean anything. So that's exactly what we're here for. Um, you know, just try to keep that balance and, you know, Shit, that's life. So that's life. On that note, you know, we can try to transition here into. On some that note, you notes. said you guys uh, really uh, kind of connected off of uh, blazing that first ball. Yes, sir. And I do want to say it is four twenty today. It is four twenty. And you yeah. and I did not smoke any weed. Today. No, we did not. Um, we're a little bit too much focused on basketball and hoops and just talking life and trying to get the technicalities of this uh, recording down. But uh, but I was jamming a little bit to some tunes. And I know you're probably jamming to some tunes. Oh, yeah, all day. Yeah. What you into today? What you get into? Uh, today I was into Thelonious Monk in West Montgomery. Big time jazz day. I heard that jazz. Yeah, definitely on a big West Montgomery kick. Uh, he's a guitar player, fantastic. Obviously Thelonious Monk, yeah, one of the true, true savants of uh, piano. Big I'm time. not familiar with the other artists that you mentioned. Yeah, West Montgomery was what it was playing when he walked in. Sure, sure. Uh, but yeah, big time monk kick right now. Um, just can't get enough of his style. Got his, you know, the documentary to watch later. I've already seen it, but I'm gonna watch it again. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> um, yeah, just on a kick with him. And uh, other than that, though, I've been getting into like a lot of uh, a lot of pop stuff. There's this girl named uh, Gabriella Cohen. Okay. She's out of Australia. She's just like kind of a pop. Uh, I know it's like it's not bubblegum, but she's like to me, she's like a female Bob Dylan, but like in a pop form. They have a really good scene down there. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. When I was down in New Zealand, yeah, that was like my favorite thing to do because like I I didn't have like, uh, you know, internet access was expensive, so so you're just I'm like driving just, around. I'm not listening. Just to listening my, to local stuff oh, on the radio. The yeah. best, yeah. dude. The best, like. I can't even describe it, but it was like, it was all like 70s folk. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like they're, they're into their own vibe over there. Like you got yeah. like King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, like those type of bands. And like, obviously there's so many like psych and folk bands from Australia and New Zealand. They yep. just like have their own incubated scene. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I just love uh, like what she's doing. She just came out with a new record. I love it. Also, um, Nubia Garcia. I saw them open up for Krungbin. Tell um, me about it. She's a saxophone player from England. And uh, just threw down an incredible set. You know, it's an opening set. And, uh, you know, opening can be, it can be weird. People are walking in, they're getting drinks. 
you know, people aren't paying attention, but she just like captivated everybody in the room. Like, like everybody was on board, like immediately. Like, like my as, dude, BK. Who's BK? Down in uh, New Orleans. Which guy? Uh, trombone shorty. Which guy? You don't remember BK? Which guy was BK? The saxophone player that fucking Whoa. went off. Is that his name? Yeah. BK? BK something. I can't remember what the something is. Oh, I mean, like they, I mean, like when we saw them close, we saw them close uh, Jazz Fest in New Orleans twice. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Trombone Shorty, obviously like a legend. I don't remember the saxophone player's name. Ooh, I, I got a so video bad. of it. Oh, I mean, like my favorite part is like when like uh, their horn section got together as Trombone Shorty, the saxophone player, and then um, I think the trumpet player. They got the three of them together and they just mm-hmm. did this like tight knit thing on one microphone and they were just ripping it, you know, and then the rest of the band came back out. And obviously they throw down like a whole rock set, you know, yeah. like they, they do a whole, they got, you know, the two drummers and the bass and everything. Love that stuff. So yeah, Nubia Garcia, check her out. She is incredible. Uh, can't get enough of her. Um, what's she been listening to? Uh, today I was jamming a lot of currency. Oh yeah. Uh, my Speaking dude, of New Orleans. Right there. My yeah. dude there. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Uh, he came out with a tiny desk thing. Oh, um, nice! With a live band. With a live band. Oh, it just—it—it it felt like New Orleans, man. Oh, I it love had it. That flavor, like if you know, if you've been there, you know. You yeah. know that. that you can song. feel it. Yeah. You feel it. You feel it right away. And so I was rocking that all day. That was kind of my. Yeah, his, he's put out a couple new albums. You know, uh, the one he did with Freddie Gibbs, uh, Fenty, a couple of years, like maybe yep. two years ago. Yeah. Like. You know, Freddie Gibbs has his, you know, his style, his gangster style in the pocket. And Gibbs is probably the best rapper alive uh, now that MF Doom has passed. But uh, you see, like, Gibbs and Currency together is just like a weird amalgamation of two different styles. And it just go, it just flows. You know, and the Alchemist produced it. It's an incredible yeah, record. Like, that's the thing. Like, Currency, like, has all, like, he's like Drew Holiday. Like, you know, like, Holiday is like your favorite basketball player's favorite basketball Yeah, player. yeah, there you go. Like, he's your favorite Currency rapper's favorite like rapper. Currency is favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Like, uh, everyone loves him. Like, we were talking earlier. You were telling me about that track you like that he did with most stuff. Like, most stuff oh, yeah. produced an album for him, though. Yeah. Like, that that's what I'm talking about. Like he's tight with Lil Wayne. Like he's tight yep. with all like And my dude Jay Electronica. They are yep. always like are all, you know, they've got a couple of tracks together, you know. You gotta give it up to Jay Elec. <laughs> yeah, dude, Jay Elec is another guy that just stays true to himself. Yeah. Like, Jay Electrolysis I... probing the globe like a geologist. Hey. <laughs> um yeah, currency can't get enough of him. So you're saying he's playing with a, like a full band now? Huh? Yeah, I'll, I'll let you peep it uh, tonight after this. That but. sounds good. Yeah, it's funny. I was just uh, listening to an interview with Questlove, and he was just like, you know, when we were coming up, the Roots were the only hip hop band around. Sure. And uh, and he he was like he was like yeah like I tried to get on with Nas and he was just like Nas like just wasn't into the band you know well you had that Public Enemy Anthrax and then, crossover back in the day and then like he's just like he's like now you see Nas and Nas has a band yeah like all these hip hop guys they have bands now yeah you know, like uh, one of my favorite dudes Saba out of Chicago I know Saba you know like his his music on album is really dark and like this really yep. insular like dark atmospheric thing but then he goes and plays and he has a full band and it's just a whole joyful experience dude when i saw smino here in madison dude, he came smino. out with a band yeah uh, just this really really like dope female like singer like backup singer who almost was taking the lead at some point. So. Yeah, they can do that. You get a good backup singer, and, like, and like, they you are don't the hear show. That in you know? the album, you know, but you see that. But you and see it's just it. A yeah, different flavor. You know? Yeah. Shout out to Smino on the Isaiah Rashad album. Dude, that Isaiah that's, Rashad. See, this is why you and me are like, <laughs> I, you know, this vibe because like 
I hadn't seen you in like what two years in the pandemic. I mean, yeah, the pandy got us all locked down, you yeah, know. Yeah, and then the first <laughs> thing that we talk about is like, oh, what you listen? I'm always asking, like, what you listen to, what you listen to, and. I forgot what you said because you move on faster than I do. And I was just like, well, I'm listening to Isaiah Rashad. And I was like, oh, yeah, the house is burning. I was like, like, yeah, I listened to that all summer. All summer, man. Like, I just, I'd go play basketball like two days a week and I would just listen to the house is burning like on repeat, you know, just trying to get, you know, shots up, trying to, you know, get my jumper right. And that, Isaiah Rashad album was so good. I love it, man. It's like, all the way through is just a bang. Yeah. And it's, it's like a, you know, there's like a murky psychedelicness to it. And like, you know, there's like the lyrics are like blurred in certain parts. But then like when they stick out, when you really listen to it like a hundred times in a row, it fucking grabs you. Like there's like repeat listening Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you just get into it and you're just like, oh, there's so much to it. But yeah, your dude Smino, that track they have together on that one is amazing. That's like one of the best tracks on that album, yeah. Yeah, I would love to see Smino live if I got a chance to. Dude, he is impressive. Oh, man, that is nice to hear, man. But yeah, like, uh, like Questlove is saying, like, all these guys have bands now. Sure, it's sure. Just, it's, just, it's just something about it. It's, it's fun now. It's like you see, like, a, you know No Name, the girl, the yeah, rapper? Yeah, I know No Name, yeah. She comes out with this band. From Chicago? She, yeah, from Chicago, yeah. yeah. She did a bunch of stuff with Chance the Rapper and yeah. kind of like, you know, like... Uh, it was almost like like uh, she didn't spawn off from that scene, but like she was like like she would go head to heads with him, you know. Like they have like a couple of songs where they're like both rapping. I was like, oh, they're like sure. battling, you know. Like I love it, you know. And uh, yeah, all these people just have these bands and they put it together, and it's just a fun vibe. It's just uh, something you didn't see back in the day. It was just like a DJ and a yeah. rapper and maybe a hype man. And that doesn't really turn me off from like hip hop concerts because I feel like. I almost enjoy like listening to the album, yeah, more than someone out of breath doing it for me live. It's tough, yeah. But when you have that band, the other elements there, they they can support you. They can yeah. give you a breather, and you can come back on it. Yeah, like even like uh, like Vince Staples. Uh, when I saw him live, you, you know, put me up on Vince. Yeah, Vince is like he's been my dude for a long time, and like it was funny because like earlier you gave on, me that CD before it came out. Yeah, probably I was like way into him like Summer early time. on, and people were just like, ah, I don't get it, I don't like it, you know. And I'm just like, no, no, this guy's a star, man. Like this guy's a star. And like speaking of that, like Jack Harlow, like he's a star now. Yeah, I put you onto him like so early yes, when that, there was like no like you know a couple thousand views, you yes, know. Sir. I was like, I just like this guy, and now this guy's like what's popping you know, <laughs> can pass that bitch like Stockton and like he's like on the, like the number one song hey, he's got we keep little Stockton's he's got name out of this podcast hey I mean that's that song it just happened to rhyme you know <laughs> um, yeah so I mean musically definitely in a big jazz kick right now for sure like a lot of a lot of Monk and uh, a lot of West Montgomery you know Coltrane obviously is always in the mix Pot Just came off of a uh, Bucks loss game two. Already starting off the uh, fire bud chance, but you know we'll get to that in a little bit. You know, there's a little bit of hesitation on him. He should have put Drew Holiday on DeRozan. DeRozan just went for it. You, you know, gotta hand it to him. The mid-range Maven. Forty-one points. That's nothing to sneeze at. Nothing to sneeze at, and 
Honestly, the Bulls had our number in that one. That was something. Caruso was in there just messing everything else up for us, too. Anytime there was a loose ball, it was like Caruso was right there. Levine was hitting shots. I was going to say, I, I saw Levine miss one three-pointer. I think he probably made like five or six. <laughs> I mean, Levine has come such a far away from where he started when he was, you know, just going for dunks and flashiness. Yeah, he, he used to be like one-dimensional almost. Like. Yeah, and his out his outside game is just beautiful. I I can't I don't know I can't give enough props to the guy. They're a deep team. They're a deep team. Yep. Um. Yeah. Just, and they're still missing Lonzo. Still missing Lonzo. I didn't you know. see much of Ao. Right. True. True. Either. Yeah. So, I mean, like they got some ballers. Yeah. Williams came through for him for them. It was a great game. Um, yes, sir. Yeah, what do you think is going to happen when they take this series down to Chicago? You know, they're going to have the crowd. Um, it's yeah, going to be tough. That like, Chicago crowd I is going to be pumped. It's going to be insane. Like you said earlier, I just I want to see I want to see Holiday on the Rosen more. Um, I just want to see uh, Portis come back. Middleton yep. was out a little bit. We did lose a couple key players there. I mean, Bobby got hit in the eye. You know, the B, the O, the B, the B, the Y, my guy. I love Bobby, you know. But, yeah, seeing him get hit in the eye like that, it's, uh, you know, it's brutal. And it's then, brutal. then Middleton falling and hurting his knee. You know, Middleton was – Middleton kept us in that game. He did. He got hot. Yeah, if it he wasn't for Middleton hot. in that third quarter, it would have been kind of a blowout for sure. Yeah, and Lopez was um, – he was doing his thing too. I can't – Yeah, really... Splash Mountain, he was getting aggressive in the paint. I feel like last year I might have been a little bit too harsh on him, but having What him were you gone, saying last year? Uh, just, I just – I felt like Portis was a better fit for us, but, you know, now that we – you know, I saw him without him the whole year. Oh, it was rough. Him come back. Yeah. It's just you see what – He anchors the defense. On our team, yeah. Yeah, he totally anchors the defense and then spaces the floor otherwise, and he can – he can still move. He can still move. He's got a little bit of uh, post moves left in him, too. A yeah. Bit. Like, he's got a little Brooklyn Brook left in yeah. him, too. He's still the number one scorer of all time for the Brooklyn Nets. That's what I hear. That's what you hear. It's true, though. <laughs> <laughs> you might not have been watching too many of those games. No, you know? no, no. Who was that other guy they had that married the Kardashian kid? Oh, Humphreys. Humphreys. Yeah, yeah Chris that's, Humphreys. That's I, yeah. I remember that more than Lopez. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. Pretty boy Chris. Whatever happened to him? (laughs) (laughs) He got that Kardashian curse put on him. Yeah, yeah, He's the one that took it the hardest, I think. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, you know, moving around the league, uh, what are you looking forward to seeing here? Man, that Memphis Grizzlies series. Yeah. That is the one that I'm watching. Yeah, Anthony Edwards. Ant-Man. Ant. Ant Ant-Man is my guy right now. Game one. That guy squares up. He can shoot from anywhere. It's, you you know, know what I love about him too? What do you it's love? Is that swag? That like, if you see him talk about like anything, he's like, "Oh, I'm the best guitarist in the world." Oh so yeah. What? We're not even talking about playing guitar. Oh yeah. He he's shows like, up. To, he shows up to post game conferences with the flip phone. He's like, <laughs> he's like, "This is my baby." And I'm like, oh, I, I, I don't know anybody that's rocking the flip phone in 2022. You gotta love it. You yeah, gotta dude. hand it to him. <laughs> yeah, Minnesota needs that. Yeah, Minnesota's got something going on with Carl Anthony Towns and you know D'Angelo Russell looked like trash, but I think he's gonna bounce back. And uh, yeah, D'Lo is always a weird like one for me. Like I don't know if I like him or if I don't. Yeah, I feel like I did love him like when he started out, and uh, I don't know. I just watched so many of those like garbage Los Angeles Lakers teams, and I kind of fell in love with some of those guys at that time. 
you know, Julius Randall would be like another example from sure, that that sure. era. And like people are like, You like that guy? I'm like, love Randall. <laughs> and obviously hey, he had a run last year and then he's kind of tanking again this year. Zach but. Randolph was my guy back in the day. Oh, of it's course. kind of similar profile. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Grit and grind, a little Zevo. Yeah. Zevo all day, all day. Yeah, I could see the comp there for sure. Yeah. But yeah, getting back to that Timberwolves and Grizzlies series, uh, Grizzlies put it on them last night, though. They, yeah, and the thing is, is they're scary even when Morant sits. Yeah, like that. They, they're like I don't know how many people watch the Memphis Grizzlies, but yeah, like they did not have Ja for a lot of the year. And oh yeah, they only lost three games when he was out. Yeah, so he, their record percentage wise was better when he was out. Yeah. But obviously they need him. He's and they got just young guys. They're fun to root for. They've done it organically. They come up the right way. It's true. Um, it's just good to see teams like that. Phoenix is another one. Yeah. I mean, Memphis still, like, yeah, Jaron Jackson Jr. I mean, I I thought he could have been Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, I, I would have given it to him. Yeah. I mean, he was he was my guy for that. Absolutely. Marcus Smart, obviously, you know, no disrespect. You know, he's, see, he's the a See, the thing hustler. I don't like about Marcus Smart winning it is you go, like, before, what, time where he got hurt? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no one was talking about Marcus Smart's defense. I mean, they, they're always throwing him in there. He's like that glue guy. He's the hustle guy. You know? Yeah, ah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, like on his team, you wouldn't even call him the best defender. No, it was you know definitely I mean? Time Lord. Yeah, and like when they when Boston turned that thing around mid season, you know, they're obviously the number one defense. But Marcus Smart is a big part of that for sure. But it was definitely a little bit more of a group effort. It wasn't necessarily all you know Marcus Smart. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're looking forward to that series. Uh, what are you thinking? Uh, the Sixers pretty much wrapped this one up with Toronto. Yeah, Sixers look like they're moving on. Embiid is definitely the dude. Yep. Like, I can't say anything bad about Embiid. He's fun to watch. He's clutch. He also has that attitude where he's not going to back down from anyone. Oh, yeah. This he's is definitely with it. This is definitely his year. Uh, probably give him the MVP personally. I had him as an MVP, too. You know, I love Jokic. No disrespect. You know, he won it last year, and he deserved it, and he certainly deserves it again this year but Embiid really came through this year he anytime he had the ball anytime this year you're like this guy's going down low he's gonna make something happen yeah and I just don't like if you gotta make up a an advanced stat that I can't even tell you what it means and you're gonna tell me <laughs> that yeah okay Jokic is there like okay and then like number two is some guy that I've never heard of it's like okay what is your stat yeah and whatever Embiid is the guy that I physically with my eyes see him do so much yep. like I see him control both ends of the floor. Like, like I said earlier, anytime that you're top five in both ends of the floor, like you yeah, gotta be. You're definitely legit. Yeah, yeah, there's no. He's a top three player to me in the league. Um, he's had his ups and downs over the last couple of years, but he really came through this year with Simmons being out and like you know, people were hating on him all year, and I think uh, he put that team on his back and he really yeah. made it happen. Because I mean, nobody's talking about Tobias Harris, you know. People are yeah. talking about Maxi though. They're talking about Thibault. They're talking about Maxi. They definitely got some, you know. Obviously, when they had Curry before they traded him to the Nets, like that was kind of the a good nucleus right there. Yeah, they yeah. Should have kept Curry. What, I was just gonna say, I don't know what what they were thinking with that. They should have kept. Like, they had to do it, but you know. You know, we were talking earlier about like compliments, duos that compliment each other, and like you know maybe McCollum and Lillard, they're, they're yeah. too similar. You know, you got too similar of a skill set. Curry and Embiid, like that's what you want. Yeah, like, absolutely. And Curry, yeah, he was running around screens like crazy, getting threes up left and right. Well, yeah. even like Reddick was good on that team. Oh yeah, JJ for sure, absolutely. So, yeah. yeah, I mean that was JJ's heyday. It was yeah. you know, all those Philly games. Yeah, you gotta love it. 
Gotta love it. Playoff basketball is in swing, man. Dude, it's playoff happening. basketball, if you don't know, you better know. Yeah, it's happening. You know, it's that nice little bit of springtime action going on here in Wisconsin. It's a little cold today, but, you know, it's okay. A little misty, they say. It's a little misty out there, a little Father John Misty, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Doug Misty. <laughs> <laughs> Doug Misty. All um, the ballers know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, bringing it back to a couple of these other series, uh, in the East, Miami's probably got this locked up, huh? Yeah, like Miami, I was hoping more from Atlanta. Yeah. I was. They I look was, good in the playoff, the play-in games. And Trey Young is definitely someone you want to watch as a villain. Oh, like absolutely. You tune in he is the villain. He yeah. is the villain. Yeah. He makes it fun. And yeah. I don't know. Like I, I He's another guy where I, I, sometimes I'm like, well, would he even be in the league 20 years ago? Trey? Trey. You think so? You think too, not? I think he'd be too small, no defense. Like, how many times are play, a coach is going to give him the minutes? Even if he's yeah. good, like, offensively, the way that the league was back then. I could, Yeah, but he's special enough, I think, with his floaters. And obviously, he's a bit of a sieve on defense. He's letting guys buy him like a turnstile. But he's still, 20 years ago, he, he would have played for sure. You think so? I don't think he would have got the out, you know, the outside game, you know, like pulling up from the logo, that type of stuff. That was a no-go back then, obviously, but he would have fit in for sure. Because I, 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 this might be a hot take, but like... Let's see it. I feel like I would like... Man, like Clippers Ron Harper. Anyone remember Clippers Ron Harper before he got hurt? Of course. Like, I feel like that's the kind of guy that 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 would find success in that era, you know? Like, mm. just a more physical kind of guy, just yeah. defense. Yep. Um... You know, Harper, when he was on the Bulls, all he could do was play defense. Yeah, he was a specialist at but that point. But with yeah. the Clippers, he was still putting up like 25. Oh, yeah, he was balling out on offense for sure. Like, and he's just a bigger dude. He can handle the well, size Harper and could, the physicality. Yeah, he could muscle through anybody. And that was in the hand check era, and he was really putting it up. You know? yeah. yeah, and then like when you think of guys in that era, though, you don't think of his name like... Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm thinking of Ron Harper, you know? Right, right. I guess what, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is like... Uh, like I guess this is a no. The size and physicality does matter, absolutely. But I think Trey would have been in that Allen Iverson realm. Like he would have, he he. That... I don't see Allen Iverson was special. Like don't yeah. don't even put Allen Iverson in the same conversation as Ice Trey. I mean, I like Ice Trey. AI is my favorite player, maybe of all time. There's st- no one that has the speed and handles as AI. Like that combination. Kyrie's got it. Mm. Yep. Kyrie's got it, but he's not as fast. He's smoother he's though. Smooth. He's smoother and he has a better handle. I'd say their handles are similar. I'm he, not gonna say he's better. He though. doesn't have like the ice cold like you know fucking style, and he doesn't have like the uh, put the team on his back, and he obviously doesn't have the mentality. Obviously, Kyrie is off on his own trip, you know. I think that but, like when when you saw like Iverson take it to the paint against the Lakers, like yeah, how many times do you think Trey would get knocked down before he gets back up? Yeah, he might not have the heart. He might not have the heart. But yeah, I'm not I'm just saying like that is a comp though. That is a comp. It's a, a comp. comp. That's you a know, comp. to like to me, like I still have my Allen Iverson cards from ninety seven. Sure, sure. I showed you I got a stack of rookie cards like, you know, like nobody else has got. Like For I still sure. got those Allen Iverson cards. Didn't really keep anybody else's cards. Got a couple C webs and a couple shacks, but uh AI was always the guy. But back to Trey, I feel like he could have played though. He could have he could have got in there. Maybe he wouldn't be a star like he is now, and he wouldn't have the free reign. And uh, obviously not the three-pointers. But anyways, Atlanta, 
They're probably going to get bounced. Nah. The Heat looks strong. Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy Butler putting up 40. Jimmy Butler is my dude. Lowry, I love. Bam. Yep. Like, you can't really hate on the Heat. They're going to be tough. Yeah, Bam is PJ underrated. PJ Tucker always got all the love in the world for you, Doc. Shout yep. out to PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker, thanks for getting us a championship. Couldn't have done it without you. Man, thanks for making us dogs, bro. I think if we didn't have Tucker, I think Durant would have put up 60 a game on us last <laughs> year. <laughs> Maybe been a different story. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Miami looking crisp. I don't know. What do you think is going to happen in Miami when they play against Philly? What's going to be the... That's going to be fun. I think Philly takes it, though. You think Philly over Miami? All I right. Think, I take Philly over Miami. All right. I'm taking Miami in this one. I think this is Embiid's year, man. Like, I think this is... That's just, what I was saying earlier, but it's yeah, gonna this Miami team. going to be Philly and Milwaukee in the finals. All right. Eastern Conference Finals. Eastern All Conference right. Finals, yeah. All right. I could see it. I could see it. But yeah, that Miami team is going to be trouble. Yeah, Miami's gonna be trouble. Boston's no joke either. Yeah, right? there's no move joke on about the Boston. To the, uh, the Boston and the Nets series, and I'm actually rooting for the Nets too. You're going for the Nets on this one. I want one? the Nets to win. I want. Yeah, to... I mean, we both hate Boston. It's <laughs> not it's hard you know, not to hate Boston. I mean, as a Milwaukee fan, I mean, it's just <laughs> like I don't know. I did get to see a playoff game round two when Kyrie was on Boston. They came to the five serve in 2019. Sure. And that's why I was saying, like, when I saw Kyrie live, I was like, this guy has the best handles of all time. Sure, sure. And, uh, but yeah, that hatred we have for that team, it's like, it's palpable, <laughs> man. Like, it's just insane. It's like, something about it. Like, it's just never really, like, gelled. I think, like, even when it was Boston and LA, like, I want Kobe. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I did love that 2008 Boston team, though, with KG. Yeah, and that was I the mean, exception because KG is just, yeah. like, no, I mean, that was special. I was uh, traveling around the country at that time, and I ended up in Boston the day after they won the championship, and the whole city was just going crazy. There was banners everywhere. Yeah, but the even then, I was flowing. happy for KG and Allen, but like, yeah. I was not happy no. for Boston. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you got to give Paul Pierce, you know, a little, you know, the truth. You got to give him some love, you know. <laughs> Paul Pierce. But yeah, it was definitely, the, definitely the Kevin Garnett show for me. Like in my heart of hearts, you know, seeing KG win, that was that was everything for yeah. sure. So. Yeah, but yeah, that hatred we have for Boston is is real. It's real. It's real in the streets. Yeah, you don't want to see it. You don't. Yeah. Don't wear green around us. <laughs> Unless it's Bucks green. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So yeah, you know. Forgot about that. I was thinking Cream City. Cream City all day. Oh, well, they're wearing you know the the blue on the sidelines tonight. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. do you think about that that blue? You know, I don't mind the blue. I like the blue. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Don't mind the blue. Yep. But yeah, bringing it back out west. Think uh, I think this death lineup that the Warriors got. You think they're uh... dude? I've been high on the Warriors all year, and it's not just Jordan Poole, like Gary Payton too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mitten. yeah. He got into a little bit of trouble for uh, slapping Jokic on the ass. There, <laughs> Jokic got a little a little I angry. You see I that? Saw that? I mean, <laughs> I feel like it's not. Uh, you know, it's it's pretty easy to to piss off Joker. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a he's a temper boy. He gets a little hot there. Yeah, <laughs> what did you call him? The mitten? That's a, <laughs> dude. He hates that. He hates that nickname. Yeah, that's rough. People man. call him the mitten, and he hates it. The glove, the yeah. mitten. Yeah. I don't know. It's nice though. I like it. It's yeah. a good one. I like it. It's clever. Like that's, nicknames. That's like good. we were talking about nicknames, and that's what makes basketball dope. Is like the <laughs> nicknames, you know. But. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so you think uh, Warriors got that that lockdown? Yeah, Warriors got it unlocked, and, yeah. and I was telling you like earlier too. They're one of the two teams I thought they could beat, like uh, the Suns, the the Grizzlies, the Grizz. I had yeah, the Clippers yeah. too. You know, the Clippers womp, were coming womp. on. They were coming on though. They they had a moment. They had a moment. 
Paul George was looking looking good. Yeah, they they could have they could have done something if they snuck in and they got healthy. Yeah, sky but, sky's the limit for them next year. Yeah, they get Kawhi back. Kawhi's the dude, you know. Everyone's talking about yeah, like speaking of Gary Payton, everyone's just like, oh no, no, uh, you know, guard has won the Defensive Player of the Year since Gary Payton. And I'm like, Kawhi was playing every guard that had the ball ever. He'd, yeah, he'd defend LeBron, he'd defend whoever had it. it. Didn't matter. Point forward, point center, point guard. You know, so Kawhi is the guy. Yeah, people even I think people sleep on those early Kawhi years too. Oh, of course, oh, those are my favorite years. Yeah. yeah, that's when he came up. It was. It was an amazing run. I mean, he won finals MVP, you know, when he was like, what, second year? You might have to fact check me on that. We don't have a fact checker over, <laughs> here. <laughs> over here at the Pod Sham God. We don't have a fact checker yet. But uh, yeah. So yeah, Warriors looking good. So it'll probably come down to what? Warriors, Grizzlies, and the Suns, huh? Yeah, those are the three. I mean, like if you got Dallas as a wild card with Luka. Yeah, looking tough. Jalen Brunson coming through for them, though. Yeah. Yeah, putting up some points. Yeah, uh, I mean, like, Utah is kind of a joke. I, I You can't really. Yeah, Something about them, like, I don't know. It's just you don't really trust them in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, they've made some runs in the years past, and I think when they're on the rise, like when Donovan Mitchell was, like, young and they were playing against Houston and he had that dunk, like yeah. uh, that put-back dunk, and a couple of those other like in the in the lane, just like oh man, like it was an exciting team, you know. This is before everybody hated Rudy Gobert, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, it's pre-COVID. Did you people know? ever like Rudy Gobert? Like I, the players? Like, I feel like the players the never players really might, bought in the bought any Rudy Gobert shares. Like they were they were selling that stock fast. I don't know. I mean, I think uh, defensively, I think people, you know, they feared him. You know, the Stifle Tower, I think for a couple of years there, he was a menacing, like, presence for them. Yeah. And, like, that team was fun on the rise, you know. Like, Ingles was good for him. And even now, like, I like watching Clarkson. But, yeah, you're right. There's something off with that team. And Coach will probably get fired. He'll probably go coach the Lakers. <laughs> Donovan Mitchell's probably going to get the, fun, yeah, get the hell out of there. Gone. And I love Don. Like he's one of the, he, I think he's special too. Like I think. Oh yeah. If you give him like the right opportunities, he's gonna be clutch and he's gonna have his moments. I just don't think that they're there for him in Utah. Yeah, it's a tough run for them. Yeah, I think Mitchell is special. He does kind of ball hog it just a little too much for my taste. You know, sure. they force the issue a little too much, and that's part of their problem. But I do love him. Yeah, no, he's exciting. You love that. You love to see these young, exciting kids take it over right now. Um, I think the future is really looking good here for this sport. The league has looked better than ever. I mean, with yeah. John Morant, I mean, like that's that's all you need right there is John Morant. You know. You yeah, got, and now got, Ant's coming. Yeah, Ant is amazing. I think he's not quite on the radar yet. You know, that's a tough part about this Minneapolis, Memphis, you know, situation for those. You know you know, smaller market teams. But yeah. I think that those two guys are going to put it back on the map for like American point, you know, you know, shooting guards. Sure. And Ant really reminds me a lot of Giannis right now, like early Giannis. Like, yeah. How so? I mean, he's just, I don't know if he's played basketball more than like five years. He's oh, very yeah. always been athletic, but I don't think basketball has been a sport. And you can see he's not as fundamentally sound as he should be. Okay. Um, and when he gets there, yeah, like he's going to be improving every year, just like Giannis is. And his base to start from yeah. is already so high because of his athleticism. Well, and his confidence, like, too. Like confidence. He just doesn't care. Like yep. he, you know, he's not shrinking from the moment. And that, 
that game he had in game one was special. Yeah. That was amazing. I'll yeah. never forget it. You know, some of these early, you know, game, you know, these early games in the playoffs, like they kind of, you know, they get lost in the shuffle. You kind of forget about it. But that one, that one's going to stick in my memory forever. Like, for that sure. Was a real coming of age moment. Like, you'll always remember, like, um, Man, LeBron, when he tore it up that, like, fourth quarter against that Pistons that first time in the oh, playoffs, yeah. you know, as a Cavalier. And I mm-hmm. don't know, like, if they won that series or not. I think they did actually end up winning it. Yeah, I believe so. But, like, you know, like, you remember him just closing it out and being so dominant. And, mm-hmm. like, all the greats go go and have those moments. Like, you remember Jordan against Bird and that, yeah. like, it's like, hey, I'm here now. Like, Magic Johnson as a rookie. Sure, sure. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, Magic came on strong. I mean, like, that was just like, I'm here, let's do this. You know? Right, yeah. right. <laughs> but you're still, like, all, all those guys, like, they, even if they don't find success right away, yeah. like, you know, you see the great ones make their mark. And you can tell when they rise to that occasion. You're yep. like, okay, this is special. This like, is... even Chris Paul as a Hornet back in the day, like, you could see, like, this guy is going to be a menace. Yeah. Like. Yeah, I love Chris Paul in the New Orleans years. That was definitely a special time. Um, but yeah, CP3 is still going strong, dude. I remember an article when they vetoed the Chris Paul trade, you know, remember that when was he's going to Lakers. The, yeah. With the yeah. Lakers and like, uh, Bill Simmons wrote this article about like his knees falling apart in two years. And now you flash forward and it's like 11 years later or something, whatever it is. And the guy's like about to like take his team to the, you know, the championship yeah. two years in a row. He was the first bad contract that people were really like bitching about like okay this is gonna ruin like your salary cap yeah like the cartilage in his knee is gonna get worn down like a pencil eraser and now you look at him and you're like this guy is in in the crunch time when it comes down to it you just give him the ball let him work and it'll pick you apart it's it's amazing the irony of it is that that it was that oklahoma city year that turned his whole narrative around yeah i mean people hated him in houston that's kind of Part of the James Harden effect, you know, we talked about Philly and we didn't even mention James Harden. That's insane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, you know, that Houston run though, they, what did they win? Like 66 games in one of those years? They, they had a great, they had a great squad with Capella and Harden and CP3. But yeah, I mean, even those Clippers teams were no joke either. But yeah, there was Lob always City. that friction between him and Griffin. And so just to bring it back to tonight's game. You can't give enough props to Drew Holiday. And I don't, oh, that's I don't, my guy right there. I don't know why Coach Bud didn't have Drew on DeRozan. And you brought that up like six times during the game. I was, you know, because I was listening to, uh, and I forget the name of the podcast, if we had facts checkers. There's no fact checkers. We could get that to you, but it's Pod a interesting. Uh, and, uh, oh, yeah, the Q Rich podcast. Uh, yeah, with Q Rich and uh, D Miles. Yeah. Whatever that one is. I just made their hand gesture to the <laughs> <laughs> audio-only podcast here. Shout out to D-Miles. But, yeah. hey, uh, DeMar was on there, you know, not too long ago, and he was talking about how him and Drew grew up in L.A. So they've been battling against each other forever. They've been playing each other since they were kids. Forever on opposite teams. And, and DeRozan went to USC and, and Holiday went to UCLA. So oh, yeah. they're just, just always battling for it. And... Damar always says the one guy that he hates playing, the one guy that always busts his ass. Always get in his grill. Since eighth grade, dude, is holiday. And you could see the way he was frustrating him tonight. Like anytime he like switched on to him or like in the fourth quarter when he started to guard him, like 
he would like do this thing where he'd like smother him, but then give him space. And then Damar would think that he could get the shot off. And then like Drew would be like right in his face. Like he just knew how to like, dude, he was always there and he never bit on the face. He knew always where to be. And and DeRozan could never get by him either. Yeah. And so anytime I saw Wes, sorry, Wes, I love you. But anytime I saw Wes guarding him, I feel like it was either DeRozan had all the confidence in the world to get to his spot and shoot it or, uh, he could just drive and dish it out to the open open guy yeah. once he gets doubled. And that's and that's Wes Matthews from Madison, Wisconsin. Wesley Wes, I know. We I got know. nothing but love for Wes. Nothing but love for Wes. Yeah, just wanted to clarify <laughs> <laughs> that. But no, yeah. the thing about Drew Holiday is like he doesn't bite on any of those pump fakes at all. He is like so centered and like low to the ground at all points. And he will just always Oof. stake his claim. He is just never ever biting on any fakes. Dude, just, he's so sound. He's he's so sound and yeah. he's so solid. And, and yeah, I don't know why playoffs come and, and you know, we get PTSD about Coach Bud's decision. And he's stubborn. He is yeah. a stubborn guy. Yep. Like, we, we know this. But please, Bud, do not make me go through this again. Oh, we're going through it. I'm just asking. Oh, we're going you, through please. it, baby. Nope. <laughs> You, me, and Bud. Ah, uh, man. This is, <laughs> this is the price to pay for a championship. You know, it's still worth it. But, man, I feel like... Uh, I mean, we got there. We got there. We got there. It was a process, and there was problems. I do feel like if we had, like, a, a Ty Lu or, or a Nick Nurse, even. Nah, like, nah. I will not have this type of slander. Uh, no. Okay. No. Okay. I'll talk as much shit as you want to about Bud, but we're not replacing him. Okay. He brought us there. He, Giannis brought us there. Giannis, Holiday yeah. And yeah. Middleton brought us there. They brought us there. Lopez but, and Portis brought us there. Yeah. But Ty Lue didn't bring Cleveland to a championship. LeBron brought Cleveland to a championship. Yeah, so I, I, I think, was just saying like in like a, a general sense. I wasn't saying he won them a championship. Sure, sure. But I feel like, so this is the, uh, this is the thing that's kind of interesting here. I feel like in in, in in basketball, you're you're right. Like you don't really like the coaches really don't have as much as influence, you know, as say like a football or whatever. It's totally like different. Schemes yeah. really matter. Matchups yeah. really really matter. Like in in basketball, completely different. You're really generally game, running yeah. the same shit. And well, with hoops, you like the play. Like, I mean, whoever's running point, you're calling out the play. Like they're. Right, they're doing it off the cuff, you know. But what I think it's that a totally different game. Ty Lue has. That what does Ty Lue got? Does not have is Ty. You love that Clippers team, damn. I love so I love <laughs> I love coaches that have played in the NBA. Uh, Ty Lue has coached under Phil Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has played with Michael Jordan. Yeah. Um, there's a certain feel that he has to the game i feel that like coach bud does not have like Ty Lue, when you talk what, about what, like, let's adjustments, say like let's say like a coach bud versus like let's say like a doc rivers yeah okay so now we're getting dicey now we're getting interesting okay yeah yeah, yeah, yeah you're yeah, talking yeah. about player coaches you know doc might be the he's the third most winningest coach of all time now right and uh doesn't have so much of a favorable rating when right. it comes to yeah. uh a lot of people's teams and I their playoffs. And I will give you that he also, the one Namely, championship that he does have was, you know, on the backs of, of the KG. great Kevin Garnett. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, obviously the players win the game. I mean, like, the, it's all about the players. Sure. You can, you can just roll out 12 guys 
and not even have a coach. And I'll watch it any day. That Sure, know. sure. I would but love I, to watch that. I feel like there's like... Um, uh, there was like a, a difference when Phil Jackson took the Bulls over. And they still had Scottie Pippen and Horace sure, Grant and sure. Michael Jordan and all those. But I feel like there's a way... I will way not have any Doug Collins slander on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dougie. Um, I love you too, Dougie. No, don't slander here. No slander here. All I'm saying is that the great Phil Jackson was able to just feel the game a little better. And I'm, I'm sure... I don't know if Doug Collins played the game or not in professionally. He but I know I know Phil Jackson was a champion as a player. With the Knicks, baby. I know that. Woo! <laughs> Shout out. That's right. <laughs> you love uh John you love the Knicks. Yeah, you love the Knicks. I love John Starks. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just come out and say it on the first episode. Starks. That's you my know, boy. A lot of people 90s, still ride with Starks. Nineties Knicks. A lot of people still ride with Starks. And and you know, he's a real one. Yeah. I see why. He's a real one. As a kid, as a youth, when I came to loving basketball, Jordan was the king. Right. And I loved Jordan. But when the Knicks rose up as their enemy, I was like, this is it for me. Like, sure. Oakley? Come on. I love Oakley. Oak. I love Oak. But you love only Oak. because he was a bull. And yeah, it's true, I grew up, true. I grew up okay. in the church of Michael Jordan. Like, that was my religion. That Absolutely. I had. And so if you were I, an enemy. I just had to be on the were, divergent tip, you know, like any time. The only the only one that really had my respect was Gary Payton. I feel like. Oh yeah, that Supersonics. You know that and Charles Barkley. That championship run was beautiful. Like it should have been the Sonics two years in a row, for and sure. Not, not the Jazz, for sure. Like if you could have gotten hundred percent, could have gotten Gary Payton two years in a row. Could have given them a little bit more of a run for their money. But in the East, I loved that Knicks team going up against them. It was constant. And even like that's the, true, they it, battled. And the Knicks versus the Pacers, like I Ooh, love those, those. Are fun. I just like I just thrived off of that when I was a kid. I just love Knicks it. Heat. Knicks Heat. Knicks are in the in the middle of all of this. All yeah, of course they're always like they're like yeah. the fulcrum point of these other teams that are actually probably better. I'll admit it, but <laughs> I love that '90s Knicks team. I love the Garden in the '90s. I love that vibe. I'm sure. But yeah, but back to Phil Jackson. Um, you know, that's where we jumped off on this tangent here. Sure. But Obviously, the guy could like feel the game, like you're saying, and he could like move the players. But I mean, there's a there's a there's a certain respect. Like players will respect the player is. There it that is. has that they know yeah. is coming from a place that that they can relate to, and that they they know that they they've seen them triumph in it. Yeah, I don't like, see Middleton or Giannis really deferring to Coach Bud that much. Right, they're just kind of like, yeah, okay, what do you want to run? <laughs> we'll see what happens. He like, says play random. Well, yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, he also came out of that that halftime, and they're like, "Oh, what do you want to do with Demar Derozan?" He's like, "Yeah, we're gonna have to switch it up, you know." And then obviously, like Demar just goes out there and drops three more mid rangers from the exact same spot on the court <laughs> five seconds after Coach Bud says they're gonna change up the the defense. So, anyways, hey, it is what it is. You know what? We're we're moving on. We're moving on to Chicago. Yeah, we're going back to the shy town. One one. We got to go win one game there. We can get both. That would be beautiful. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Bud a little bit of a little bit of a leash right now. Some slack. A yeah. little bit of slack. But man, if if we had to play, if we make it out in this round, and I hate to say <laughs> if we make it out in this round, we're getting out of this round. Bud, that's on you. But if we get <laughs> out of this round, I feel like he better not mess it up against the uh, 
the Celtics or the Nets because, like, we're going to need, like, you know that they're going to come out and adjust to us. Yeah. We're going to need to adjust to them. The Celtics have so many different ways they could play us. Like, it's a totally different Celtics team. They're the team that I'm worried about. Honestly, I'm uh, not we'd, worried we'd about the Nets. Nets. We'd beat the Nets. We for put sure. Holiday yeah. on Kyrie, and they don't have anyone else. Like Durant's gonna have to do it all. Yeah. Um, and and it's 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 gonna be tough for him. Yeah, and Durant yeah. looked really off tonight. And in game one, I felt bad because I feel for him. I love Durant. Like, you know, like mom, you're the real MVP. Like, you know, <laughs> like you know, I love Durant like forever. And obviously, you know, the, the move to Golden State was a bit brutal, you know. And, sure. And that was obviously not not cool. But I still love him. You know, I have love for him. And I, I when I see him, like, struggle tonight and he's, like, got his, like, shoulders slumped down, I'm like, come on, man. Like, get that confidence, He you know? was. His body language was off today. It was way off. And in game one. Yeah, There was something true. going on there. Uh, but, you know, he's... It's a weird season, though, too. It's an odd season. Yeah. But this is the third year in a row we're having a weird season in the NBA. Yeah, but I mean for him specifically, yeah, the Nets specifically. Yeah, very weird for them. Yeah, yep. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, they'll get they'll get Simmons in there. I think maybe like game five of the series. Maybe I'll sure. give him some something. You know, I mean, even if he can just play defense, that's yeah. that's going to be something. If you could, he's always like uh, agitated Tatum or Brown. He could right. guard either of them. So, that's something. That's something. So, what do you think? Like, go back to Chicago, split the series there. You know, I'm hoping. I gotta. I gotta hope for the three one. Uh, two two is probably what's gonna happen. Like I said, I they think, are a good I think team. It's gonna be two two. They yeah. are a good team. Yep. Two two. Come back to Milwaukee. Then it's on from there. Then it's on. Well, I think that just about wraps up uh, Pod Sham God for today. We want to thank you guys for joining us. Thanks for sticking it through with us. Uh, apologize if we had any technical issues. Uh, hopefully, if we did, uh, B will be cleaning it up real nice and you won't even know about it. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we want to thank you guys for uh, checking us out and uh, we'll see you next week. Rock I'm, on. I'm Brandon. That's Amo. What up, what up? Pod Sham God. Peace.